I am rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number eight, eight, eight. What? Sweet. Oh. January 21st. Wow. No. Crazy eights, baby. No, and if you no, flip them upside no, it's down, not. it's still 888. Eight, eight. Crazy 21st, 2022. Wait a minute. This is a breakthrough. This was your most most difficult show episode to write down. I know. Oh, gosh. Three-eighths in a row. Let me see. <laughs> Actually, they're not bad. Oh, that's not bad. For no. you. Yeah. Uh, Hi. 105 degrees on this day in 1934, and a climate emergency was called. And uh, 49 degrees on this day in 1947. I hope you're enjoying the swimming season. It's well underway. It's just a lovely time for swimming, and I hope your beach has been kept free of weeds and algae with those wonderful products from Aquaside, a White Bear Lake company. The products are made in White Bear Lake. Aquaside pellets are popular. I've used them. You fan them out over the troubled area, and bing, bang, boom, you're free of weeds and crud. Uh, Aquaside products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered, of course, with both the EPA and DNR, so their products are completely safe for you, the family, and the crappies. There is no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. They'll identify your weed problem, get you the right products, and your place will look great all summer long, and there's a lot of summer left. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Kick it, Herbie. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spring Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushere. We're going to start with two not necessarily unrelated emails. Uh, Todd Lynam, not the Lymans, but Todd Lynam writes, I'm a longtime listener to Garage Logic on the radio, and now the podcast I have often told my lovely wife, not a garage logician, but still a wonderful wife to me, how much I would love to be able to go out with Joe, the Rook, Kenny, Johnny H., and of course, Pat, for a few beers and food, I'd respectfully pay for Pat's N.A. beverages, and I thank him for his honesty about this aspect of his life. It only makes me respect him even more. Anyway, today the temperature at the South Pole is 47 degrees below zero. Mm. Just to be sure, that is 47 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Oof. For the past four years, I have regularly checked on the temperatures in Point Barrow, Alaska during January. Consistently, the temperatures were well well below zero Fahrenheit for the entire month. How are the polar ice caps melting? I'm a product of public schools, but I did learn that water freezes at 32 degrees Fahrenheit and at zero degrees Celsius. Therefore, how are these ice caps melting? Well, they're not. Good luck to all of you, and God bless. And yes, I say that without fear, Todd. And I have another interesting note. As I said, these are not necessarily unrelated. Uh, Rich writes, listening today, I'm reminded of a mission flown for four months by my friend Jake Mast. Jake was a U.S. Coast Guard C-130 pilot in the early 70s. He flew missions out of Greenland, dropping ash on icebergs. 
I asked, mm-hmm. why in the hell would you do that? He said it was accepted climate science that, science that to prevent an upcoming ice age, they needed to assist the sun in melting icebergs before they get to southern latitudes and cool the ocean, resulting in abnormal and detrimental weather patterns. My, how the times have changed. Wow. <clears throat> Respectfully submitted Rich Castle. It was about that time in the 70s when Newsweek uh, got rid of the red planet on the cover cover and supplanted it with a blue planet because red wasn't fright was right. too frightening right. and uh, blue uh, blue said we we're going to have a freezing future. So it's all BS. This movement has nothing to do with the climate. I have an email I'd like to read to the gang. You may. This comes from. Uh He's a wonderful American named Jason from Wadena, Minnesota. Uh, In reference to yesterday, I just started today's podcast. What in the bleep is wrong with everyone? 70 degrees all year long. My goal growing up was to have central air. I didn't have air growing up. I do now. It's always on. After Iraq, I said I will never not have AC. Joe and his sycophants are bleeping nuts. You, Chris, and John are right. What a dummy. Jason in Wadena. I agree. What a dummy, Jason. uh, a walk on the Garage Logic server sort of life, and here's why you two are frauds. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. bring it. Joe, let me ask you a question. Here it comes. When it's uh, January 16th, mm-hmm. and she's about 15 degrees outside, mm-hmm. do you go inside and set that thermostat at 28 and say, man, it's a lot warmer in my house <laughs> than it is outside? <laughs> that is brilliant. Who no, gave you that? Gave no, that. I actually no, you think, did not. I swear to God, Show I was thinking email. about that this morning. <laughs> but there was an emailer that said, well, does he do this in the winter? But seriously. From Miss Megan on Twitter. <laughs> I cannot even handle this conversation. I'm way too hot-blooded. I'm turning mine down to 67 in solidarity when I get home just because I can. <laughs> did Joe just say no AC in a car? Ever? Dear Lord. No, he said his AC is on, but the windows might be open. Uh, I have been turned on. Uh, uh, Bill writes, listening to the 720 podcast, that's yesterday. The only thing that comes to mind is that you are in the same boat as AOC and Omar trying to impose your wishes on others. If I want my thermostat at 68 degrees, that's my business. If you want yours at 80 or 90 or whatever ungodly temp you tree huggers like, that's your business. So go wrap yourself up in your sweater, shawl, and enjoy your tea and cucumber sandwiches. Okay, then. Wow. Bill Miller. God, man. That's brilliant. Yeah, Billy. and then... Uh, and then uh, here's Jim Dudley from XL Energy. I thought GL was about personal freedom to do what you want as long as it didn't encumber the freedom of others. Should I call you Mini Mare Fry? It is no one's business as to what you set your thermostat at. Period. End of discussion. Believe in the principles of GL or end this podcast. Energy Star ratings for thermostat wow. setting by the government. We are referring to the people who think limit, uh, who think climate change will produce our mass extinction in 12 years. What are you thinking, comrade mayor? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Jimmy Dudley turned on me, man. Yeah. And now we're going to end this soon, okay. uh, quickly. Yeah, because you're getting beat up. Oh, am I ever. <laughs> Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you! I grew up listening to stories about weather in the dirty 30s. According to the people who lived through it, my parents and grandparents, 
The winters were record cold and the summers were record hot. They slept outside in the lawn when the temps were unbearably hot. Mosquitoes weren't a problem. It was too dry. I can hear my ancestors laughing at, laughing at these hysterical idiots who think that this has never happened before. I, I agree. It's, it's happened before. Uh, hail the flashlight, King. Hail, hail you. you. Joe, okay. you're right. The rest of the chuckleheads are wussies. Also, dum-dums is you, Joe. And you, Joe, are a delicate piece of dandy. I live in Alaska and turn my furnace off as soon as it's above freezing at night. Windows come open when night temps pass 40. I've had my house at 55 and 89 in the span of a summer. Worst thing about summer heat is it doesn't dissipate as the sun sets around midnight or later. Get a fan and some ice water and you'll be fine. Winter temp 62. Put some clothes on. That's what they're meant for. Pushing back from inside the field academy. Patrick from Alaska. All right. All right. And finally, uh, on yesterday's show, someone, I think it may have been Kenny, referred to walking into a house set to 78 degrees was like walking into Bangladesh. (laughs) It was Kenny. Having lived in Bangladesh for four years, (laughs) I can assure you that setting the AC to 78 degrees is nothing like Bangladesh, where the dew point is often over 70 degrees. You are absolutely right that 78 degrees is a wonderful coming in from the outdoors on a 90-degree day temperature. Josh. Thank you, Josh. Back to our Alaska guy. You guys, everybody here has watched the Dick uh, Prenicky thing, right? Yes. Many yeah. times. Yeah. I've been there it, many it, times. If I remember right, he was more than satisfied with 40 degrees in the winter inside that cabin, was he not? I, I don't I th- know that it would have been 40, because in the winter he always had that wonderful fire roaring. But it, it was like 40 below out. I know, but the cabin was so small it had to be toasty. I gotta go back and check. You lose a lot of heat in those sty- uh, style of fireplaces. Not anyway. a lot of insulation. Anyway, you know, in a, in a wood hut. That that was an amazingly fun piece, isn't it? I'll say. Uh, yes. I believe you know, he was, was from Iowa. Oh yeah, he was actually. And wasn't he a career Navy fellow? He was. Yep. Okay. Um, a mechanic. Mechanic. Yep. Yep. And if you don't know who we're talking about, you, you need to it's, do yourself a favor. And I think it's P R O N. I think it's P R O E N E K E. Dick Prenicky. And I think it's called Alone in the Wilderness. Yeah. And he yeah. quite literally, single-handedly, builds from scratch his own place in the wilderness of Alaska. And I, to this day, I don't know how he filmed that. Uh, 1916 Tripod. in town uh, Harrison Township, no, no. Iowa. Well, that's where, what he was born. Yes, he'd be 106. He died in 03. Mm-hmm. We had a uh, long life. Yeah, he did. With a tripod and with his brother's help, who would fly in with his two seater. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on back to the back to the ruined <sighs> world. I got to tell you, today's Star Tribune was fun. Uh, it was a treasure trove of uh, just outrageous, crazy stories to which every <laughs> single one I'd pause occasionally and just go, wrong, oh, wrong. That's why you were doing that. I was wondering why you were screaming that in your microphone. Every single well, let's story. Let's start with uh, the case of this uh, Michael Rainville. Yeah. Uh, Third Ward City Councilman. Look him up, please, Rook. 
What yeah. What's his background? Uh, give me his name one more time. Michael Rainville, just the way it Got sounds, it. V-I-L-L-E. He's the fellow who, after the uh, uh, dust-up on the 4th of July, when uh, young people downtown were shooting off fireworks and they were shooting in the parks and, and what have you, he uh, somehow alluded to the Somali community having been uh, responsible for much of that mischief. Uh, I'm being kind, calling it mischief. And, he, of course, he's been backpedaling ever since. We called him today. Reavers talked to an assistant. They all have assistants. Uh, I'm trying to get him on the air. What does this fellow have to apologize for? Nothing. And he continues to apologize. Apparently, we can't call, uh, we can't call it as we see it. We can't he call is, the truth truth. Right. Married for 32 years, uh, fifth generation of Rainvilles to live in northeast Minneapolis. He's a De La Salle Islander grad, uh, marketing from St. Thomas University, and a certification in nonprofit management from Notre Dame. Does it show what he might have done for a living uh, away from his politics? He in hospitality as a dishwasher, busboy, and bartender before joining the Minneapolis Convention and Visitors Association, where he's part of the team that successfully built the hospitality industry in Minneapolis into a 36,000-job economic engine. Well, good for him. So Do we have an age on him. Uh, we don't. Married 32 years. He looks like he's probably in his Does 60s. he have kids? Uh, probably does. Proud of their son, Michael Jr., who was the history columnist for the Mill City Times. Really? No other listings for uh, family life. In any event, this Michael Rainville, who's new to the council, yeah. uh, said, I made a mistake, and I'm here to learn and fix my mistakes and provide any support. Oh, well, you know what, pal? You don't have to. See, he needed to push back there, and he he did. But he was in a no-win situation. Well, that's too bad. He needed to push back uh, because he's. he's, And I don't disagree with you, by the way. I I completely agree with you, but I get why he did. He should be making a lot of noise headed the other direction is what he should be doing. Some racial justice advocacy groups and fellow Democrats are pressuring the city council to take an action against Rainville, including censure. Mm-mm. Nothing on that topic, though, appears on today's meeting agenda. He has met with members of the Somali community in private and apologized to more than a dozen residents frustrated with him for singling out Somali youth. That's who it was that it, was causing the trouble. If it was fact, it's fact. And if you're, if you're hurt Somali community, I'm sorry about Tough. that. But that's the way it is. Police have yet to release information on the ethnicity of those involved in the chase down in the chaos downtown that day. Well, okay, uh, I better say it was allegedly Somali youth. But I mm. happen to know people. Yeah. Well, there who, were there who were have a... sold their homes and taken up the allure of this so-called cafe society in downtown Minneapolis, and they're living in these expensive faux warehouse condominium bs deals and they told me it was somali youth and there were a number of videos on social media mm-hmm. showing that it was so somali youth. rainville damn it uh you certainly have a forum here if you'd wish to join us but i'm very disappointed he won't no i'm very disappointed that you won't uh stand up for yourself please yeah. tell me you read the op-ed piece from a guy named Conrad Friedman. Yes, today. I did, and uh, uh, that uh, should be read three times. Just read it three times in a in a row out out loud. This guy was right there and watched everything mm-hmm. that happened. Uh, Conrad uh, 
Friedman is a uh, retired attorney, and he took umbrage with uh, the Star Tribune columnist Myron Metcalf, who is reliably woke, uh, saying that uh, uh, Rainville had a rant. Well, Metcalf doesn't know what the word rant means. He did not have a rant. And this uh, Conrad Friedman, who may or may not even know Rainville, wrote an op-ed piece today in the Star Tribune uh, defending, uh, defending the idea that Rainville did not, in fact, have a rant. And uh, he further wrote, I attended the community meeting where Rainville talked about the events of July 4, including his attempt to meet with elders in the Somali community. His comments were nothing resembling a rant. Most of the meeting was given to responding to the anger, comments, and concerns of residents who were caught in crossfire in the July 4 violence. I witnessed the bedlam, <coughs> excuse me, I witnessed the bedlam firsthand. I live at the corner of 2nd Street and Portland Avenue. I was kept awake until after 3 a.m. and recorded more than two dozen videos of the reckless and dangerous activity outside my home. That included the discharge of commercial-grade fireworks aimed at people, cars, and buildings, including fireworks shot from the sunroofs and windows of moving vehicles as they raced up and down my street, blowing through stop signs and only narrowly avoiding collisions. I still have scorch marks on my windows and the brickwork of my building that evening, I can attest that on Portland Avenue between 2nd Street and West River Parkway, a, major, a majority of the participants appeared to be Somali or some other East African communities. That is based on their language and their dress. They weren't alone, but they were a very significant majority. On my corner, they were clearly dominant. So Metcalf uh, blew it, uh, which he has previously. And... Uh, his column is just, I don't know what it's supposed to it's be. It's propaganda. The token so wokeism of yeah, the Star no, Tribune. It's propaganda. It's and I know propaganda. Myron. I've, I've hosted a few shows with him. I thought he was a hell of a guy. So do I. And, and I, I just think his writing has been a horrible disappointment. Just a horrible disappointment. Well, it seems like he's filling a niche. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Like he's following some formula. Uh, mm-hmm. Metcalf complains that they should be viewed as individuals and their misbehavior should not tire the entire community. I don't, that's, it, it, that's it true, didn't. but that's not what Rainville did. No. Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, 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 Friedman also says the day following the July 4th fireworks war, the Star Tribune itself reported that 2nd Street looking toward Portland was ground zero. That's my corner and where the Somali or other East African youths appear to have concentrated in great numbers. Metcalf's column complains that the conversation is shifted to the offender, Rainville, and the offended, the Somali community. Because we're witnessing, the closer you get to, this is me talking now, not, not uh, Friedman. We're witnessing, the closer you get to the tallest buildings, that the criminals are the, are the triumphant and the, uh, the oppressors are, are uh, no, the, the criminals are the victims. They're the victims. They, they're offended. In every case. They're offended because it's been pointed out there. Idiots, Joe. You could go through the newspaper and just start picking stories out of uh, uh, out of the newspaper where that holds true. Yes, it's a whole paradigm shift when it comes to criminal behavior. In the in the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the criminals are considered the victims, mm-hmm. and we can't identify them. 
We're not allowed to well, identify Well, the hell them. we can't, and we do, and we did, and they have been identified, and the preponderance of them, based on eyewitness accounts, are Somali youth. That's too bad, Somali community. Why do they think they need to uh, bring out their uh, frustration with the fact that they were called out, if indeed these were the culprits? I can link this to Dave Chappelle. Okay. Dave Chappelle. Now, it requires professional linking. Okay. Uh, but I have, me, uh, I'm a trained linker. Up. I'm a trained linker. Here. Okay. Maybe Reavers wants us to take a break first. Uh, Let me collect my thoughts. Let's do that. Let me collect my thoughts and tell you that at Schmelz Country Volks, Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen, the great family of Volkswagen SUVs is in stock and arriving daily, including the all-new Volkswagen Taos. My brother drives one. He loves it. That features all-wheel drive and the IQ Advanced Driver Safety System, all the way up to the family size seven-passenger Atlas with 5,000-pound towing capability. Schmelz Countryside is at uh, is a multi-generational dealership. This is their only store. Jonathan Schmelz and his gang run a really, really great ship. They're on the corner of 36 and 61 in Maplewood. I have shopped there previously. I continue to, and I always will. In fact, my shopping there is multi-generational in my family. So I can't recommend Schmel's Countryside highly enough. Great people, great service, and that inventory is proving improving every day. Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, and if you want to see the inventory, you can find out details at SchmelzVW.com. You know, Chet Shoes is here on Garage Logic, and Chet Shoes in Spring Lake Park has a rather large selection of great shoes and boots, including Keen Utility, Timberland Pro, Danner, and many, many more top brands. Why? Well, here's the best part of Chet Shoes. They fit all of the United States through their website. That's right. If you're listening to GL in Alaska, in Mexico, I don't care where you are, outside of Minnesota, you can still get the best fit possible at Chet'sShoes.com. That's plural. Buy your shoes and boots the right way. Go to the experts at Chet's Shoes in Spring Lake Park or online at Chet'sShoes.com. They'll get you into the perfect shoe or boot at a great price. Chet's is a third-generation family-owned business, and they're doing stuff the GL way. Visit Chet's Shoes in Spring Lake Park or shop Chet'sShoes.com. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. And remember, Chet's Shoes has the personal great in-store fit as well. Do it the right way. Check out Chet'sShoes.com and let them know that you're there for a nice little fitting from the Rook. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now. And the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. And you can trust Josh to make sure that you are are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Harolig. Harolig. This guy wears many hats. 
just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Uh, turn that music down because Rookie's going to sing to us the Moon Motorsports jingle. <laughs> Hit it, Rookie. If you have room, you can go to Moon Motorsports today. <laughs> sure, we've been t- talking about them for a long time. They now finally have their own jingle. I don't think they're going to pay for it, and uh, I don't even <laughs> think obvious. they're going to... Uh, they hate it so much uh, they want yeah. it removed from the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the last time you'll hear about Moon on GL. Well, isn't it, isn't uh, it? Take your Moon to Moon. Nope. No. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I made a mistake in inviting you in on this one. <laughs> okay. Plant uh, your moon right on a moon motorsport. How about if you visit Moon? They're up in Monticello. You can see for yourself why uh, we love them so much here at GL. Ten major manufacturer brands and a full parts service apparel. Uh, they've got everything. Departments for everything, so you'll find something you need. And it's all right there on the web, moonmotorsports.com. But... What I've been talking about, and uh, I'm going to get to it at the very end, leave the best part for the end, is this upcoming show they have, um, August 6th. It's uh, it's their, hold on, let me get it, mm-hmm. the Annual Vintage and Heritage Motorcycle Show. It's the second one they've done. It's August 6th, Saturday, uh, dedicated to both vintage bikes and the new bikes with retro stylings. Uh, and there's a really cool collection coming in. Uh, the guy's name is Roy Mitzel, and he's got a wonderful collection. It's August 6th. Everyone's welcome. And here it is. Brace yourself. The Vintage Japanese Motorcycle Club will be holding dot, 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 a swap meet. As a longtime Mm. member of that club and you need parts, this is where to find them. Bring your wagon. First of all, bring a trailer. uh, And then bring a wagon or a wheelbarrow uh, and a whole bunch of cash. Well, I'm not... I don't have to tell you anything. Everybody's been to a swap meet. You know the drill. Uh, Again, it's August 6th. Um, Saturday, and it's coming up soon, so make sure you save that date. Moon Motorsports on the south side of 94 in Monticello and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Don't be a goon. Get your stuff at Moon. I said I could link the the (laughs) Dave Chappelle kerfuffle to the aggrieved Somalis. Look, uh, if, in fact, it was Somali youth who uh, had the July 4th fireworks fight, you're supposed to be one of us now. You're in America uh, you're supposed to follow the laws, and you have no special provisions that we're supposed to look the other way if you screw up. Uh, we have no. Op- you can have every right in the world to be offended, but we have no obligation to accommodate your being aggrieved. So too bleeping bad that you're upset, especially you elders. Why don't you impart to the youth some wisdom? We don't give a bleep if you're offended. If, in fact, Somali youth caused that trouble, then Somali youth are to blame. Why is it that a politically identified groups, and the Somalis would be included because they're immigrants, you're not special. There's nothing special about you. You're just one of us. Now, now link it to Chappelle. There's nothing special about the trans crowd that was upset because Dave Chappelle, who speaks his mind, was scheduled to appear at First Avenue. Right. But First Avenue caved because the trans crowd began to pout and weep. Oh, we're going to be offended. This isn't going to be a safe space. Bleep you! There's nothing you have. A, you you don't have deserve a safe space more than anybody else. Why? Are, Chappelle, who has also in the past, and this is this is out there, has uh, clearly stated that he is not in full favor of white people. He's gone after white people in his. He's and hilarious. He's funny. It's it's no it's, one's untouchable. Right. And by the way, that's what comedy is supposed yes, to be about. Exactly. 
So let me ask you a question. Ricky Gervais uh, is g- delightful because he's not buying this BS. He did the Gra- or not the Grammys, the, the Oscars. Uh, the, no, it was the other one, the Golden Globes. Whatever. And destroyed everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was the, fantastic. In the, in the audience. In the audience. Yeah. 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 So, Joe, let me ask you a question. When you do the show and get ripped daily, um, where's your safe space? I don't have one. <laughs> oh. I don't care. Okay. Well, that's very mature of you. Yeah. Not so, very so, so the so the the people at First Avenue caved and they asked. We're surmising that they asked the Varsity Theater, "Can you take Chappelle?" And they did, and those shows instantly sold out. Uh, and it, it's just it's just amazing to me that you caved at First Avenue. It's amazing to me that Rainville caved. You have truth to stand on. Stand on it. And then Andrea Jenkins, the. Uh, She's the all-important first. What right. is she? She's the first transgender transgender black to be on a city council I because that's so. really what qualifies you. Yes, that's first what qualifies. First and foremost, <laughs> yeah. Nothing else qualifies no, you, no, but no, that qualifies no. you. Yes. So she's all upset, and she but she doesn't know where to be because she's black and hip, and so oh, I really like Dave Chappelle, but <laughs> so she she's in a whirlwind there. She has no idea what side of the horse she's on except she she had to uh, she uh, uh, exhibited uh, obedience to her her crowd she's the first openly trans first black openly transgender woman elected to public office uh, and that's why she's in and that's why she's important you know what uh, take that you know who has she's my the council res- president you know who has my respect who Susan Kimberly yeah Susan never... Kimberly made the change decades ago yeah and didn't require all this me 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 attention they just she changed and went okay now i'm in politics yeah and susan kimberly actually knew what she was doing well that's true yeah she had a background in finance yep what do you think these nutcases have a background in anything (laughs) community activists (laughs) andrea jenkins has a background in being a transgender black woman that's her background Right. right how does that qualify to run a city how about the white house press secretary Remember, that's how oh, she God, introduced herself. That's how she introduced herself at her opening press conference. How about Buttigieg for transportation secretary? No qualifications whatsoever, Zip. but he's a gay dad. That's mm-hmm. it. Boom. That's all you need. Go. Some interesting sidebar items about what happened yesterday with First uh, Avenue and uh, the varsity. First Avenue is owned by a gal named Dana Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the owner and talent buyer. She has bought or brought to town, excuse me, Dave Chappelle before. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't any sensible booker bring him to town? It's a big draw. You'll sell and, out your building. And also, she has been fighting her uh, entire career there, working um, in competition with Live Nation. Right. Live Nation is the main booker of the Varsity Theater. So right. that little aside is interesting. But mm. what I found really, really interesting, and it's public knowledge and it's out and it's you can find it on the internet, uh, Dana uh, identifies herself as a lesbian. She's part of the crowd. She's a, a lesbian. She has a wife and she has children, mm-hmm. which is awesome and fine. Um, but I just thought all of those little sidebar items were kind of made me go, huh. And, and so she gave the show to the competition, mm-hmm. who she's worked so hard ag- against. It's wow. hard to book <laughs> that against Live Nation. That is a struggle. And and she, she's been successful, and they've picked up other clubs along the way, so she books for other clubs under the First Avenue umbrella. 
Uh, Chappelle was scheduled to perform at First Avenue Wednesday at 8 p.m., but the venue released a statement just four hours before the show. They canceled the event, saying it had been moved to the Varsity Theater. Controversy has surrounded Chappelle's views on transgender people since the release of his Netflix special, Closer, last October. Chappelle declared himself to be a trans-exclusionary radical feminist and said that gender is a fact, implying that it is a fixed state rather than a fluid identity. Chappelle's comments stuck with Andrea Jenkins at the time to the point where she wrote a poem in response called Mistaken Identity, which she has performed several times over the last year, including in June at a festival in Connecticut. Oh, God help us if the taxpayers had to pay for that nutcase to fly to Connecticut. I think I have the poem. Yeah. I once was a man from Nantucket. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Maybe that wasn't it. Maybe, no, that, maybe no, I'm no, getting no, my no, signals no, crossed. No. Jenkins said she'd like to give him a copy in the hopes that it would make clear to him that trans people have played an important role in the black community's push for civil rights. Bleep you! <laughs> we are 100% integ- integral to the struggle that I think Dave Chappelle is about as well, and I hope that the poem could shed some light into that, she said. Despite her criticism, Jenkins remains a fan of Chappelle. I'm reading from a Fox 9 piece in which Andrea uh, repeatedly says how she's a fan, but again, she's walking both sides of the street here and has to get in the fact That's that she's worried about yeah. trans people being offended and hurt. Why? You're not special. You don't get to not be hurt. Right. We all get to be hurt. It's funny. There's some comedians um, who beat up on the audience members, and it's part of their act. And audience members scramble to get those seats in the front row yes, yes. just so they can just get hammered by could, the guy or gal on stage. Could Don Rickles survive today? Oh, oh no, God. goodness. No, of course not. A not. Because it no. would come into Rickles' purview uh, that a target for his comedy might be that trans community. And you can see what he would have done with it. He was a gentle soul mm-hmm. off the yeah. air, as is right. Chappelle, right. and 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 he would have he would not have been. Well, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles. You couldn't make. You couldn't have Don Rickles. <laughs> you couldn't be Rodney Dangerfield. No. Well, think of Eddie Murphy. Comedy, comedy's in danger. Comedy's based on truth of the human condition, which includes being hurt and being joyful and being sad and being happy. And uh, the joyful, the, the human condition is what's under attack here. Andrea Jenkins doesn't know it because she's not bright enough. But what she's trying to do is redefine the human condition. The human condition is impenetrable. You get to suffer and you get to be glad. Right, right. That's yeah. part of it. I don't care who you are. You're not special. I've you have up. to experience that. I've right. been down. Yes. I've been, what's the ZZ Top lyric? I've been... All around. I don't know. I can't remember. I finally watched that on I've been vacation, by the way. What? The ZZ Top deal. That little old band from Texas. What a great. Isn't that a great documentary? What a great piece that was. Yeah. Yeah. wonderful. One more piece on uh, Live Nation and the Varsity versus First Avenue. The Varsity capacity is 700. Mm-hmm. First Avenue, when there's no chairs on the floor, it's anywhere from 14 to 1600. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure on the exact figure. I would mm-hmm. just guess that they probably put ch- chairs on the floor in the main room. Mm-hmm. I'm, sh- but, I'm shocked but, that he could do that. I, I would think he would be a, need a bigger venue. I think uh, well, he's doing no, I think smaller it, ones. Yeah, these were sudden, club, and weren't these called sudden pop-up appearances? Yeah, I don't think they were well advanced. Okay. Okay. Yep. And one more thing about your comedy dying bit, because comedians can't do their act. Uh, I wanted to throw in there, Chappelle has had people come up on stage and try to beat the hell out of him. Right. 
And, and that's not something that's no, no, I, I'm going to reject that. That's not good. <laughs> We're not promoting that? No. The downtown Mini- this is from uh, Ross Rahalia, uh, Rahala in the St. Paul paper. The downtown Minneapolis nightclub, meaning First Avenue, faced an online backlash soon after announcement that of the last-minute show on Monday afternoon. In a Twitter thread that has remained active in the time since, First Avenue's social media followers criticized the booking due to a recent series of Chappelle's jokes the LGBT community says are transphobic. So What? It's funny. I agree. You. Dehe, dehe, dehe. Hardy, hardy. Check it out. Uh, A number of Twitter users pointed to the code of conduct on First Avenue's website, which is highlighted when fans buy tickets for shows online. It outlines behaviors not welcome to the venue, including acting or speaking in a discriminatory manner or using racist, sexist, ableist, transphobic, homophobic, Xenophobic wow. or other uh, biased language, including intentional misgendering. Oh, you precious sops. First Avenue statement made reference to its code of conduct. The First Avenue team and you have worked hard to make our venues the safest spaces in the country, and we will continue with that mission. You're going to save your space out of you're going to save space yourself out of existence because no one's buying this BS. You think the Varsity Theater wasn't full? Oh, <laughs> SRO. We believe, there... we believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression. Well, you believe in it if you approve of it, is what you mean. Right. But in honoring that, we lost sight of the impact that would have. We know there are some who will not agree with this decision. I'm among them. You are welcome to send feedback. I just did. I'm not writing you. I think you're phonies. I think you're just absolute phonies. I don't know Dana. Yeah, by all accounts, she's pretty cool. And, you know, fighting or trying to book against Live Nation, that is a... That's no easy task. No, no. But I know people in the biz, and everybody said, yeah, she's all right, you know. Uh, She founded a a group. Oh, what the hell is it called? Uh, uh, Well, first of all, these these communities identify themselves as marginalized, be it Somali youth or the trans gender crowd, uh, once they establish themselves as marginalized, they expect to receive in-kind benefits that would elevate them to a status that other humans do not have to experience. Well, B as in B, S as in S. The human condition is universal, and it doesn't matter what your gender is or what you think your gender is. The human condition is universal. Instead of uh, getting online because you apparently have nothing else to do to complain uh, to First Avenue, why didn't you just decide not to buy a ticket? That's what that's what I would do. That's what that's what that's what normal people do. Isn't that the protest? Just don't buy a ticket. Yeah, it's the ultimate form of protest. I'm not buying a ticket. It's just utter B as in B, S as in S. You're not special because you have pink hair. That doesn't make you special. You've just chosen to have pink hair. And... The hell with it. I, it's that thing, isn't it that thing we go through in our late teens and 20s? We all want to be somebody. We all have these aspirations of I don't know what. And then you grow up and you get married and you have a kid in the house and you realize, yeah, I was a dumb kid. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, Dana is the president of NIVA, the National Independent Venue Association. Well, she's a cave-inner. A what? 
She's a cave inner. It's not cave. very punk. I know this is dumb of me to say, but it's not very punk rock, is it? You no, know, every, absence, every, that's where I keep thinking, Kenny, is my background <laughs> theme here. Yeah. You've had action there that are the foulest human beings in the world, <laughs> yeah. and now you're worried about a comedian. <laughs> John, who was the guy that would eat his own uh, on stage? What was oh, his yeah. name? He finally um, died. Uh, but yeah, Wendy Williams. And, uh, I don't oh remember goodness. his name. I know who you mean. Yes. Not my kid's band does one of their songs. (laughs) You know what they cave to? What they cave to is the mistaken notion that a marginalized, so-called marginalized community deserves special rights. No, they don't. Where's that written? This used to be one hell of a country. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Remember way back? No, you don't even have to go the that old, far the back. You black and white? You don't even have to go that far back. It's still one hell of a country up at uh, Giants Ridge. I mean, real country. Quiet. G- nature G- country. Allen. GGL. Oh. Yes, GGL. <laughs> Woods. Nature. Quietude. Two of the best golf courses in the country. The quarry and the legend right there at Giants Ridge. The greatest value in Minnesota golf and now through July 29th, play both those courses on the same day for one great fee with lunch on them at the Wakuda Grill, featuring one of the finest and most peaceful overlooks in all of northern Minnesota. You can check this out on the 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. One tank up, one tank back. If you're thinking of it as a family vacation destination, there's nearby water recreation, biking, hiking, the newest and largest lift-serve mountain bike park in the Midwest, plus dining and lodging and much more. Uh, the hiking alone is amazing. There's a 130-mile Masabi Trail runs through the Superior National Forest and Giants Ridge, connecting the Mississippi River in Grand Rapids to the Boundary Waters in Ely. But it's a golf mecca. It's a golf destination. Some of the best players in the country make this a bucket list stop. No cave enters there. No, and you can make your tee time by calling Giants Ridge at 218-865-8030 or book your tee times online at GiantsRidge.com. Time for a quick change. Well, it doesn't have to be quick. It can be uh, well planned out, and I'm talking about your flooring in your home, whether it's carpet, tile, vinyl, whatever you're thinking about. Visit Redmond's Flooring and Design in Anoka for over half a century. You know, they have a great design studio right there where they can plan out. You go out. Here's what I'm going to do. Go up there. Sit down with the wife. The wife's going to pick something out and say, this is what we're going with. That's how easy the process. You don't even have to think about that. Mike and the gang over at Redmond's Flooring and Design have been doing things right. It's not overnight. It's not, hey, we'll be in tomorrow. We're going to do this really quick. You don't have to do that. You plan it out well. Go to their website, redmonds.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. They work with Mohawk, the biggest name in flooring. If you talk to anybody in the industry, if you're working with Mohawk, that means you have the respect because they are the industry standard. Now, again, 50 years experience, yes. Free estimates, yes. Mike is a huge garage logician. And again, I want you to check out some of their reviews online so you can kind of poke around and get to know what they do. They have five star reviews from their customers. Why? Because they take the time to do it right. Carpet, hardwood, tile, vinyl, waterproof products, all sorts of great things waiting for you in Anoka online at redmans.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. Don't forget to tell them the Rook sent you, 763-316-3332. Don't delay. Call them today. This guy wears many hats. 
just not indoors. Uh, Suits, you better take your headphones off. You're not going to like how this email starts. It, it ends great, but uh, the, the start is going to—it's going to make you—it's going to give you anxiety. I drive a 2006 Avalanche with 215,000 miles on it. I would have dumped it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then he explains why he's a true GLer. I'm a last dropper, and I will drive it until it won't drive anymore. It's got a 5.3 V8, and uh, there's only uh, there's a flaw in the valve cover. I'm sorry, this is so far away, I can't see it. Here we go. So far Bring it closer. Uh, he's got the flaw in the valve cover, allowing oil to gum up in some of the ports. Recently on startup, it was blowing bluish white smoke. Threw about a half a can of sea foam in the crankcase. Boom! No more smoke. Dump the rest in the fuel tank. And will, because it's recommended, pour some in the crankcase about 500 miles before an oil change. I've used seafoam in my small engines for storage, but I've never used it in my antique rust bucket. I'm a seafoam believer. Thanks for always bringing it to GL's uh, GLers attention. Love the show, despite Joe's shawl. Actually, I added that myself. That's Uh, uncharitable. But that's, uh, that's... that's the story with seafoam. We just spent five minutes off the air talking about the wonders of seafoam. It truly is a miracle solution. It's a miracle potion is what it is. It's a local company with a global reach. You'll find it everywhere from grocery stores to auto parts to big box stores. I defy you to not find seafoam. Um, in a world of bad gas, it is the answer. It's seafoam. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, The news uh, lead today with a lot of crime stories. Police say a man is recovering from potentially life-threatening injuries after he was shot last night in Minneapolis. According to police, officers called to the 4700 block of Lindale Avenue North, reports of gunfire. When they got there, they found a man in his 60s who had been shot. He was taken to North Memorial. Police learned the man had exchanged multiple rounds of gunfire with an unknown number of people who were in a vehicle. That all happened around the 4500 block of Lindale Avenue North. The man was just walking on the street at the time. According to police, he then got in his vehicle, drove to the 4700 block where officers found him injured. As of this time, no one is in custody and the investigation is continuing. Uh, investigation also continuing into a case which now has resulted in a 28-year-old man dying at a hospital after being shot last Saturday. Officers were called to the area of 21st and Bryant Avenues North at about 3 p.m. Saturday. Report of a male down. Police say the person who called did not know how the man became injured. When they arrived, they found the man with life-threatening gunshot wounds taken to North Memorial. He died yesterday. Identity not yet released. Police are asking anyone with any information to give them a call. Well, at Joey, one point, because we keep setting a new record every year, we're going to set the homicide record in October. Possibly. Seriously, at this rate. We're up to 48, perhaps? Because it I was think. 100 in what last year, Johnny? Do you remember offhand? But we have an increasingly large government with expanding outreach programs into the community who will take care of this with mental health intervention. Oh, sound like you've memorized that, Joe. Right. <laughs> Uh, Jury deliberations resumed this morning in the trial of that man who has been charged after a deadly shooting last summer on Highway 169. The jury went home yesterday without reaching a verdict. Uh, Jurors are weighing whether Jamal Smith is guilty of first and second degree murder in the shooting death of Jay Boughton. Smith indicted after Boughton was shot and killed in Plymouth while he was on his way home from a baseball game with his son July 6th. 2021. Prosecutors say Smith has a history of pointing guns at drivers. Smith's defense team cl- 
claims it was a passenger who fired the shot. According to the Star Tribune, jurors are hung up on reaching a consensus on the first-degree murder charge, but they have unanimous agreement on two other counts against Smith. I have a question that it, that's bugged me. It's been repeated often that this uh, uh, fellow uh, keeps insisting that, no, somebody else in the car did the shooting. Well, yeah. who? There was another passenger. Was the guy been named? Yeah. Where is he? No, the, yeah, he's been named. He, the other guy. His, it, Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, it's, a, it's his buddy. And, well, where's uh, he? When but, he testified, he refused to acknowledge that he, because he said he heard a shot, or he heard a noise, right. but he wouldn't he confirm that it was sleeping. a gunshot. Here's yeah, he a, said he was sleeping. Because he's not, so. he doesn't want to, quote unquote, snitch, right? Isn't that what we were to perceive from that? Here's something else to be careful of. I read this this morning of a road rage incident in which the fellow used his windshield wiper juice, and some of it uh, in the blowback as it does got on the car behind him. Car behind him came up and shot him to death. What? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding no. you. Yikes. I'm not kidding you. Find that, Rook. Where did this happen, Joe? Uh, I believe California, but I, I'm not sure. Find it, Rook. Okay. Uh, a road oh. rage incident involving windshield wiper fluid. Uh, it's true. I did read it. And, wow. Uh, that's one more thing. I guess you better look behind you now before you use your bug juice. You know, the thing is, Kenny yeah. cured me years ago from just even getting mad at don't, texters. Don't do a thing. I don't do a damn thing no. anymore because nope. you just never know. Yep. And in this right. case... When they when I heard that the jury was was a deadlock, was that the word that they used, John, in the newscast? No, well, they're not deadlock. No, that's, but but that's I think that the news program I saw yesterday used that word. To which I said, "What are they? He who else would have shot him? I don't understand what they're contemplating." An, an right Oregon now. father too was gunned down in a suspended suspected road rage incident last week after he accidentally splashed windshield wiper fluid on a passing BMW, according to his partner. Dennis Anderson, 45, and Brandy Goldsbury, 46, were traveling from the beach in Lincoln City near the Oregon coast back to their home around 8.30 p.m. when they spotted a black BMW 3 Series trying to pass them. Uh, he told the wow. paper that her partner sprayed water fluid on the windshield of their car and some of the liquid may have landed on the BMW. It was just like, ignore him, he's just having a bad day, she recalled telling Anderson the other motors. BMW sped away a few miles later at a rest area near Otis. She and her partner spotted the same car on the side of the road. Anderson drove by the BMW, which started following them, drove close to the rear as if trying to hit it. And Dear then there's a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, uh, then it would go into oncoming traffic and kind of swerve toward us, like trying to push us to the side of the forest. Uh, after apparent several attempts to drive Anderson off the road, she told him to pull over and call 911 for help, which he did, and he got out of the vehicle. That's when Goldsbury no. said the driver of the Beamer stopped parallel to them and opened fire on their car. Wow. For a few drops <laughs> of windshield fluid. Last thing he said was, oh, my God, they shot me. Mm-hmm. Wow. It used to be one hell of a country. By the time I got to him, blood was coming out of his mouth, she said, of her mortally wounded partner. Holy cow. Former Minneapolis police officer Thomas Lane this morning sentenced to two and a half years in federal prison for violating George Floyd's civil rights, followed by two years of supervised release. Uh, you might remember Lane was the fellow who had just been hired. He'd only been on the job about a week when all of this happened. Floyd's brother, nephew, and girlfriend all spoke before Lane was sentenced. Floyd's family asked for Judge Paul Magnuson to sentence Lane to the maximum penalty allowed, but Floyd's girlfriend offered words of encouragement for Lane in her statement and said she doesn't believe he's a bad person. Uh, they were asking 63 to 78 months, the prosecutors, uh, but uh, the judge obviously disagreeing, giving Lane two and a half years in prison. State fair underway in what? Um, about a month now, huh? About one month. Coming up, month John. 
Yeah, pretty quick. Some announcements this morning on some new stuff there. They've got some new rides. The Iron Dragon Coaster is a roller coaster. Uh-huh. Let's go hop turns. on the old Let's Iron do Dragon. It, baby. <laughs> the Music Express, meanwhile, will allow riders to fly at top speed forward and backward, accompanied by lights and a music display. Hmm. They'll be on the uh, Mighty agree. Midway. Yeah. Please name the last <laughs> ride you were on, no matter where it was. It's been a while. I yeah, can't. Why? Not even with grandkids? Uh, no, Papa they Joe. get parents to take them. Come on, I'm not Papa doing Joe. It. No. Uh, new events, Blue uh, Ribbon my favorite, Bingo. My favorite is, I'm sorry, Patrick yeah. on top of the roller coaster. Don't the, rock. Uh, Stop rocking. He's <laughs> putting the death grip on the kids. <laughs> I can relate, though, because we did the gondola up to the viewing point outside of Mount Rainier. Yeah. And oh, Chris. The, oh. The boys were rocking, and I did oh. a Patrick. Stop, Stop rocking. rocking. Stop what rocking. is it? Uh, is it Steamboat Springs we were in, Colorado? I don't know. Uh, July 4th <laughs> weekend, we went from the base of the mountain to the very, very top cool. in one of those things. My son and I were essing bricks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> looking forward. The roommates bounding back and forth inside, getting pictures, Uh and the whole thing swaying all over. I thought I was going to have to push her out. Seriously, (laughs) (laughs) and then going down, going down. Oh, going down was worse. Okay, Ruck, I took the gondola at Lutzen. Okay, I thought Uh, three or four years ago. Not a ride. ride. I've got to imagine if you're a skier going up the mountain in one of those is way way easier. No, way worse going up oh. than it is skiing down. I got a fog in the mist. I was s- terrified. Skiing down, it's got to be a breeze. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose you're right. Then I had to ride on that ship at Disney World. Oh, the 20,000 20, leagues under the sea. Yeah, I thought it, it really went under. <laughs> no, and I said, get me off this sir. boat. I was like grandma on Cedar Lake. Somebody get me help. <laughs> Call the fire department. <laughs> the thing is, that thing is stationary and the fake water comes up over the windows on the side. I said, we're under. we got to get out of here. <laughs> Uh, law enforcement and private citizens worked together on Tuesday to help a man avoid falling victim to a scam. Brooklyn Center Police say a clerk at a Casey's store and a customer called police after a man was told his daughter had been kidnapped. He needed to pay a ransom to get her back. They said the man was panicking, went to Walmart to wire the money to free his daughter. The two citizens called police to get officers to try and stop him. Brooklyn Center Police said the awesome callers got a partial plate for the victim's vehicle, and we found him at the Walmart before he went into the store. Officers were able to convince the man he was being scammed before he wired money to anyone, and he called his daughter at that point to make sure she was okay. The department department noted the scam was frightening and seemed realistic as the caller even had a screaming female in the background. It's the second scam report Brooklyn Center officers have been notified of in the past week, according to the department. From rescued to behind bars, that was a strange sequence of events for one woman this week. The Sartell Police Department called the County Road 1 for a tuber that was struggling against the current of the river around 9.30. Here we go. F- was Grandma ar- involved? <laughs> no Grandma. A friend arrived to pick her up and witnessed the woman getting swept away out of sight. The missing woman called her friend, and rescuers were able to triangulate her location to a steep bank where she was tied up in thick brush. Okay. Uh, the problem for the woman? Deputies from the Stearns County Sheriff's Office discovered she was wanted on felony warrants in oh, Benton no. and Sherburne oh, counties. No, oh, no, boy, no. that's a bad deal. That's going to hurt she the was grade. Ta- yeah. 
She was taken to the Stearns County Jail for processing, well, also well, helping with the Sartell and St. Cloud Fire now, Departments. Now, you brought up a good point there. Maybe we should have asked that 70-year-old bag who floated away. We're not going to call her that. She was 72, and she was a proper grandmother. Oh, that was just off the air that we called her that? I, no one did. No one did. <laughs> you know, we learned a valuable lesson what here, did we didn't we? You always have to clear the brush. Right, Mr. President? Clear the brush. If you're caught up in a like a, a storm and you're you're twirling around in like a the toilet bowl, you know, and you're you're spinning and yeah. you can't get any purchase, right? Then you're gonna have to dig a hole because you got yourself in the kitchen. What? Wait, what? God, huh? Yeah. Got yourself Continue. I see. Hot, yeah. Too hot in the kitchen um, to dig yourself the, uh, a hole. <laughs> Busy summer travel and more security yes. lanes in the main terminal at Minneapolis-St. Paul International means the TSA wants to hire more people locally. Uh, the job pays $21.91 an hour for full and part-timers. The job comes with a $5,000 signing bonus, too. Half of that paid up front, the balance after a year. Well, more than 600 people work for TSA at MSP. They're hoping to hire an additional 40 to 50 employees to help meet the demand. Hey, I'm just go ahead, Kenny. I'm sitting here going through emails, deleting one. And Such, did you get this email from Downing with the uh, 1927 Nash that they found in a barn? Yes. Wow, it's a great story. Oh, in Mineral amazing. City, Wisconsin, a uh, 1927 Nash was put in a barn on the Fourth of July, 1957. Hadn't been driven since and came out and got running in time for this year's 4th of July parade. Oh, yes. Sweet. Yep. Mineral City, huh? That'd be a nice the, place to visit. It's in the Driftless area of uh, Wisconsin. Oh, don't start with the Driftless snobs. Give me a break with that. Oh, my. Wow. Oh, you're you're really peed. Now I'm really <laughs> peed. That, that nice car story turned into Kenny. Oh, we're very so angry. special. We live in the driftless area well, i didn't Shut say i live there the you moron we have butterflies in the driftless area and trout streams back uh driftless back to the area is gorgeous now. country is it mineral city right next to rib city <laughs> no nope. aren't they neighboring towns no. that's rib town. john height john are you done with the TSA you don't story? learn to keep Pres- going john Wait. we're gonna have to have a talk are you done with the tsa story <laughs> i am yes i just wanted to know uh i'm available as a former Sworn TSA officer. Uh-huh. Uh, my uh-huh. tenure was brief, shorter like than like two others. or three days. What's not uh, like twenty-four <laughs> hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, if you need me to, you know, your oh, next story. That just little let me background know. check got in the Close way. Did enough. it? Well, you know, there were some hiccups. <laughs> he checked like, his own background, discovered he doesn't qualify. It was like <laughs> me going to the car dealership and trying to finance. We're having trouble with your paperwork. Yeah, getting through, Mr. Mikulski. Yeah, please sit over here. <laughs> President or Biden. Go home. Yes. <laughs> president Biden has tested positive for COVID-19, according to the White House. The 79-year-old president is fully vaccinated. He's received two COVID booster shots. Press Secretary uh, said in a statement he's experiencing very mild symptoms. The president has begun taking Paxlovid, an antiviral pill that can reduce the risk of hospitalization for people who test positive for COVID. Biden will work in isolation until he tests negative for the virus. He will hold all of his planned meetings, but he will do it remotely today. Now, are we sure he's not faking it like uh, like I wanted to do earlier in the week, just so I could uh, take That's the right. week off and spend yeah. some time on the old pontoon? Well, he uh, is still continuing. I saw him after he did his speech. He is continuing with uh, shaking hands with the air after oh, he's done with his speech. Good. So it's part of the recovery. Uh, part of the, uh, uh, right. A friend of mine had a brilliant idea. He says we should put an ad on Craigslist, uh, now paying cash for your 
positive COVID tests. Yeah. So we can use those so you could use, to yeah, get out of work for a while. Biden's, time Biden's walking yeah. seems to be a bit of a struggle. Well, so does yours. Well, uh, well. It was pointed out to me by someone. <laughs> Not really. I've wow. been working on it. Recently that he's probably a really good grandpa and a good guy. He's just a bad politician. Yeah. A new Quinnipiac poll, speaking of this, shows that the majority of Americans don't want Joe Biden or Donald Trump to run for the presidency in 2024. Biden's approval ratings continue to fall, and 71% of Americans don't want to see him run for re-election, including 54% of Democrats and 77% of independents. Fully 65% of Americans don't want to see Donald Trump make another White House bid, as he has teased, including 27% of Republicans and 68% of independents, and only 37% of the adults polled have a favorable opinion of Donald Trump, according to the survey. Burdened by constant blackouts and food shortages, Cubans are now facing a new dengue outbreak in the middle oh, of the hot oh, summer. Just regular, or is it major? You guys were. Have you ever heard Dana Carvey do Joe Biden? Uh, I think I, I have. Sure. We're trying to find some here. I got it. All right. I got it. Uh, here's the first clip that surfaced. I think he filled in for Jimmy Kimmel. He did. But Biden came out as a really sleepy, sweet grandpa, and he was like. He's always repeating this story, you know. Yeah, I went to Scranton, Scranton, I grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. My dad, my dad lost his job. No joke, I'm not kidding around here. No, no human being in the world thinks that's a joke. Nobody. Is anybody that lost his job? And then, yeah, my dad, like, then he would do the number thing. Number one, the one part. Number two, what the guy said. Number three, you know the drill. Come on. No, we don't. Now what he does is he kind of whispers and then he yells. If you know, I think it's a wonderful move. Don't you love it when he's like, we know how to get natural gas. Because we can get it. We know how to get it. That's what we do. We gave the people that the public, the pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Oh, uh, man, I bet that'll be the last time he fills it on Jimmy Kimmel. Well, I thought it was wonderful that he didn't pull those punches. No. Yeah. Guess Dengue. what? Because that's comedy. That's right. Everyone's that's fair not game. a personal attack no. on the president. Well, sure it is, but so what? He's the president. Oh, it's just funny. Dengue. dengue is, is it bad dengue? Major. <laughs> no, it's the normal one. Okay. Oh, I want viral. normal dengue. Yeah, you don't want major dengue. I don't dengue. want major dengue. No. If you want, uh, want to get it. Well, you don't, probably don't want no. to get it, but here's how you get it. You are bitten by the Aedes aegypti mosquito. Oh, boy. The government said, the government said the levels of mosquito infestation on the island are the worst in the past 15 years. Uh, so far in Cuba, they've confirmed 3,036 cases of dengue. Most people with symptoms like fever, vomiting, rash do not get tested as the health system lacks testing supplies, not shockingly in Cuba. Health ministry officials acknowledged that just in the first week of July, they had identified 14,256 people with what they are just calling unspecified fever. H.W. invited Carvey to the White House because he got it. He got the fact that Carvey had him nailed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I doubt that Biden would invite Carvey to the White gonna House. Not going to do it. Right. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Uh, it's a bit I doubt spooky uh, the uh, current president even knows that that clip exists. Probably, Probably. yeah. yeah. Don't, 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 don't. 
bit spooky and unnerving. Remember the cute robot dogs that we've seen for the past few years? Nothing cute about them, John. They're unnerving. Well, well, have you seen this new video? Yes. Yeah, uh, Twitter user Sean Chiplock shared a video of someone in Russia firing a gun from this kind of dog robot. The dog is firing the gun, the robotic dog. Yes, yes, he shared a video of someone in Russia. Shared the video from someone there. That's right. The design of the robot. To Joe Suchere, who, Thank you, George. Uh, in his own way, the mayor of Garage Logic yep. makes an awful lot of sense out there. Yes, he does. <laughs> Who's your favorite magician there, Mr. President? David Copperfield. <laughs> David Copperfield, yeah. The design of the robot looks a lot like a robot dog Unitree Robotics makes. For example, the backside of the device in the video has a pattern with. Uh, something that covers behind the hind legs, a similar design visible on devices in Unitree's promotional material. However, in this video, uh, well, it's it's holding a gun, and it uh, doesn't seem to handle recoil very well, Ooh. but they uh, do set it to hit something, and it can hit it. The robot in the video has patches on its surfaces with insignia associated with Russian military, Russian flag on one side, and what appears to be a wolf, which is a weapon that the Russian special forces use, a... Uh, semi-automatic rifle can we use it on putin don't that be don't that be good I don't know. Say there's you two, want Dana Carvey to impersonate you? There's yeah, two I new uh, EcoFun stores. <laughs> EcoFun has the new store in Forest Lake, just west of 35 on 97, mm-hmm. and the new location in Burnsville on the service road off 35W, just south of Pawn America. Uh, both stores have a complete selection of electric bikes, uh, all the gas scooters that turn urban errands into an adventure and get close to 100 miles to the gallon, if not 100 miles to the gallon. And uh, EcoFun, uh, to their prestige, is now offering a full line of Piaggio stuff, Vespa scooters, classic Moto Guzzi motorcycles, high-end Aprilia. There's a good selection in stock. New ones are arriving daily. They are the experts in the Bentelli e-bikes. They are experts in service, the apparel, helmets. Wonderful selection of youth recreational equipment. You don't want to put your kid on a full-size ATV. They've got some really, really nifty stuff for the youth of America, and many of them have the kill switch. So the old man sits there in a lawn chair. And if the kid's going to crash into a tree, he just stops the, stops the machine. It's all at EcoFund Motorsports and a wonderful website, EcoFundMotorsports.com. But two locations, Forest Lake on 97, just west of 35, and that new location in Burnsville opened in mid-June, stock full of electric bikes, scooters, and youth ATVs, right off 35W, just south of Pawn America on the service road. That's EcoFund Motorsports. Positive Thursday is brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com, which means Mr. Mike Schoonover is with us. Schoonover right there in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Hi, Mike. Hey, Kenny. I have a very important question for you, and this could determine your future uh, with Garage Logic. Are you ready? Okay, ready to roll. Where is the thermostat set in your home right now? 72 degrees. Yeah! <laughs> That's close enough, brother, close enough. That makes Reavers and me and John Height very happy. However, the shawl-wearing elderly mayor 
might not feel the same way we do. <laughs> it might be a little too chilly in my house for him. Yeah. I'm telling you, we cranked it up to 77 this morning just to see how it was. I was sweating just sitting there. Come on. Come on. He's got issues. How's business, Mike? It is really good. It's really, you know, we are we are having a lot of fun. Summer's flying by. That's the only bummer about it is because, yeah. you know, when you're on deadline trying to get cars done for customers, it uh, makes time go by quickly. But uh, but we're having a lot of fun. Uh, we're, we got a, a great staff. We got uh, a full staff. Um, maybe, I'm sorry, short one person, but, you know, that's, uh, I think I got a handle on that sometime soon. But customers are happy. We're busy. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun and and um, it's it's just things are going really well. GLers have heard a lot of stories about uh, one employee in particular, Noah. How's Noah doing? Noah's doing great. So Noah has uh, has turned into an apprentice body technician, uh, and he and he took that that role on about six eight months ago. Yeah. And uh, Noah just completed putting his first quarter panel job. Uh, uh, putting a quarter panel on a um, on a job, and a quarter panel is the rear fender, uh, and that's a welded on part. So he did it start to finish with the guidance of uh, some of our journeymen, and he's he's, uh, he's becoming uh, he's becoming quite a good tech. I'm guessing you describing exactly what a quarter panel is. You did that for Reavers and Rookie, right? <laughs> because the rest <laughs> well, of us all know some of the other GLers out there as well. Well, I'm glad yeah, that uh, the rear fender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Joe, it's the rear fender. Uh, I'm glad it's good for Noah. I'm glad it's good for you. I'm glad you guys are busy. It's it's a heck of a lot easier uh, getting through a work day when you're busy. You don't even look at the clock. Next thing you know, you're going home for the day. That's wonderful. It's beer thirty. Right. Pretty much everything related to auto repair, and uh, if they can make that old curmudgeon uh, Joe Souchere happy, you know they're the right joint. We're talking glass, service, body work, uh, anything under the hood, oil changes, tires, sure. They do it all. Call up Nikki at Schoonover Body Works and Glass. She'll get you hooked up with the right service tech and make you happy. 80 years counting in Shoreview. GLers, thank you so much for choosing SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. You ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's the end of the world as we know it, yes, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You looking for an SLA? Are you? A safe ladder assessment? They got them right there. Kahuna Window Cleaning and Seasonal Services. All you need to do is give them a call and tell them what you want them to do. You want them to come squeegee the windows? They will be in and out in no time. And I have some of their uh, on their website at kahunawindowcleaning.com. Some of their reviews. I've worked with many window cleaners in the past, but now I only refer Kahuna Window Cleaning to my clients and friends. Their friendly staff offers the highest quality clean I've ever seen. That was Jake from Ham Lake. Well, Jake went ahead and called him. He picked up the phone and said, I'm going to call these guys, 612-888-5248, and whether you want your windows cleaned, the house washed, the gutters cleaned, and the roof washed. What is that on the roof, that stuff? That's lichen. Okay. I'm liking it. I don't liken it. They will get rid of that for you. They have ways to do that. And again, your safety ladder assessment, well, they have ladders that are safe. And remember, they will do all of these cleaning services for you. And if you tell them you're a GLer, they're going to waive the trip charge. 
Again, 612-888-5248. Veteran-owned garage logicians are working at Kahuna. So please patronize our advertisers. Let them know the Rook sent you. Get the windows, the house, the gutter, and the roof all done with KahunaWindowCleaning.com. <clears throat> Joe, I watched the police body camera footage of yes. Tecla Sunberg terrorizing a mother and her two small children when mm-hmm. he decided to shoot up an apartment residence in South Minneapolis last week. In fact, that was a week ago today, correct? I saw how brave Minneapolis police officers handled themselves as bullets pierced a steel exit door and stopped inches from where they were standing. In a chaotic scene, they entered the hallway and saved the two kids. As shots continued from down the hall, the incident had to be truly terrifying for every resident in that building. We are all told, we are told this all occurred because Sunberg was having a mental health crisis. Those protesting the police response maintain that officers should have given Sunberg as much time as he needed to surrender due to his emotional state. Attorney Ben Crump, never missing a beat, called the police response an execution. I would submit the term mental health crisis has, like the word racist, lost all meaning. Having a mental health crisis is now an excuse for people to carry out dangerous and evil acts against others. It's a hall pass, a euphemism for police have no right to stop a person shooting off a gun inside a residence. After after all, the world has somehow failed this person, and he has every right to carry out his tantrum. The lawlessness, the lawless, and those making excuses for the lawless need to understand a simple fact. If you shoot up an apartment building where people live and you point a gun at police officers, you're not in the midst of a mental health crisis. You are endangering the lives and any injuries you suffer are your own doing. Keep pushing back. Loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. Spot How on. correct he is. Spot on. It's just being overused. Mm-hmm. And what it really means is we forgive everything. Let the guy shoot. He's having a mental health crisis. B as in B, S as in S. Now, I don't know the circumstances of his death, so I'm not commenting on that. But I believe believe the police will be vindicated. And I apologize if we did cover this, but do we know for a fact that he, was he involved in a relationship with this woman? I don't know. Across the hall. I don't think they knew each other. I don't think they were acquaintances. Okay. They're just neighbors. Got it. Okay, got it. And many emailers want uh, to point out to me that the Merriam-Webster Dictionary uh, has uh, joined the ranks of the failed. Uh, It's advancing transgender ideology with its definition of female as a gender identity that is opposite of male. Hold on. These uh, these dictionaries are going to be useless because they don't care anymore. What? What don't they care about? Truth. Accuracy. That, la- that words mean something. They're changing the very idea that words mean something. Which pretty much goes against their whole... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that what a dictionary is <laughs> supposed to define? It's a mission statement. <laughs> they just ripped that off the wall. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And now only, only... Only... Because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpuma, South Africa. What now? What Mumpuma accent Lara? was that? South, South Africa? What's Mo- you're talking about, Lassie? Mumapunga. Mo- <laughs> no. <laughs> Gunga I want to pay my respects to Joseph Ture, who, uh, in his own way... Why am I getting this wrong? Marloth Park in Mumpuma, Langa. South Africa, there from the go. Traveling Limans at WorldWideWaftage.com. On this day in 1820, Lewis Cass, governor of Michigan, which at the time included 
present-day Minnesota. Man, Michigan was big, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Reaches what he erroneously believes to be the source of the Mississippi River, a lake called Ga-Maka-Waka-Waka-Wag, where there are many red cedars by the Ojibwe. Afterwards, settler colonists began calling it Cass Lake. Hmm. On this day in 1820, same year, the members of Captain Stephen Kearney's expedition to find a road from Council Bluffs, Iowa, to Fort St. Anthony, later Fort Snelling, arrived at Lake Pepin, having lost their way. Kearney then marched his men north to the fort. Okay. On this day in 1856, what do you got? James J. Hill arrived in St. Paul to work as a shipping clerk for J.W. Bass and Company. He would eventually, of course, make his fortune as a railroad baron and business tycoon. And finally, on this day, July 21st, 1879, hmm. Joseph A.A. A. Berquist was born in Dayton, Iowa. Between 1951 and 1921, he was serve, he would serve as the 19th governor of the state and lead the Minnesota Commission of Public Safety. He died in Minneapolis on January 12th, 1961, Governor wow. Governor Joseph A. A. Berquist. Those are all people. Everybody in that list were people that uh, pulled themselves out of poverty and pulled up their bootstraps and kicked life's ass. Lewis Cass, Stephen Kearney, James J. Hill, and A. A. Berquist. John A. A. Berquist. Cass County, named in Minnesota after Lewis Cass, a Michigan political figure of the 19th century, before it was organized, several parcels of the county a land were partitioned. You want your C counties? The most famous cast, of course, being Mama. Mama. Carlton, Carver, <laughs> Cast, Chippewa, Sago, Clay, Clearwater, Cook, Cottonwood, and Crow Wing. All right. Those are your, all right. Those are your C counties. Right, are you right, sure you didn't right. miss one there? I did not miss one, oh. Mr. Thank you, GLers. Carlton, Carver, Cast, Chippewa, Sago, Clay, ah, Clearwater, Cook, Cottonwood, and Crow Wing. <laughs> all you got to do is you just wiggle it a little I bit know, and he'll right, chomp right, on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to wiggle your uh, hello cell phone, you can go to podmn.com. What if I have a pink or a purple cell phone? Uh, it depends how you're holding it. Got it. Uh, check out all sorts of different <laughs> you podcasts. You got it in. Congratulations. PodMN oh, on your smartphone. Then flip over to YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic if you haven't already. I don't know where you've been. You subscribe to us on YouTube, and you're going to be entertained nonstop entertainment. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Watch you know, some special stuff coming up for the State Fair, too. Send Such an email and uh, tell him where you keep your thermostat. No, yeah. no, we're <laughs> done with Let's it. keep this going. I had my local hardware store guy stop by today and say, what's your temperature at right now in your thermostat? And he left me a little gift pack. Huh? Thanks, hey. Dean. Purple. Yeah. Yeah. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold, who's with us once again here in GL. And boy, now is exactly the time for you to do the same, to pick up that phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. When you call that number, you are going to get Mr. Money Talk directly, and you're also going to get straight talk. 
talk, and you are never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And Josh, today you would like to touch on interest rates, recession, and earnings today. You got it, Chris. A matter of fact, that has probably been what has been dominating market players for the last several weeks. What's going to happen with the Fed? How far are they going to raise interest rates? Are they raising them too quickly? And are they doing their quantitative tightening in such a way that they will induce not just a recession, but something worse? Here we've got inflation. You definitely have a slowing economy, and that you can see just with the prices of commodities, which have definitely started coming down as concerns come in with a slowing economy and not as much need for certain commodities. So commodity prices have come down. Well, that should be a positive for the Fed, at least slowing their interest rate move. But over in Europe today, the ECB raised for the first time in 11 years their interest rate 50 basis points. That move was viewed negatively on Wall Street, rightly so, given some of the other issues that are going on in Europe and that are adversely affecting their economy. Positive there, the Russians did turn on the spigots on the Nord Stream pipeline, at least allowing 40% of gas flowing through. The Europeans, however, have taken their climate pledge a little bit too far, and now they are forced to restart coal-fired plants and even keep some of their nuclear plants, which I'm I'm definitely for, running. Here in the United States, earnings have started to dominate, and for the most part, earnings have come in better than expectations. Some of that has been taken positively, some not so much. Tesla, their news was taken, I'll say their mixed report was taken positively, and the stock moved up. On the other hand, Johnson & Johnson, their news was greeted with a uh, little bit of a raspberry. So again, very mixed a response. But a lot of companies that have been considered safe in a recession, they're trading very expensively on a price-to-earnings multiple and a price-to-sales multiple compared to what was leading growth companies, and particularly the large capitalization technology companies that I prefer. Next week, those large-cap companies are going to be reporting earnings. Do be prepared, even if they beat, for a little bit of a pullback, which definitely would be a buy on the pullback scenario. Another big concern next week is going to be the Fed, and that might predominate all the news. Very good report, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by doing just what I did. Pick up the phone and call 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day and a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again on Tuesday. You got it. Thanks. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.